Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hello and welcome to Radio Motherboard. This is Jason Kebler and I've got here Emmanuel Myberg. Hello. And Samantha Cole. Hi. Sam, hi. Welcome to the pod. Thank you. First time. Yeah, first time, long time. Uh, have you potted with us yet? Not on Radio Motherboard, no. Never? Not even like dating way back to uh, its origins? I don't think so. Oh, wow. Well, welcome. Um, Sam, what would you say you cover here? What do you do here at uh, at our it's fine institution? <laughs> at this website? Um, a little bit of everything, I guess. Um, I mostly cover um weird internet culture stuff um so wherever that intersects with um things that affect us in real life i think is kind of the sweet spot um recently i've covered a lot of stuff around sex work um all kinds of technology and culture stuff happening there um and then there's things like um what we're going to talk about today which is youtube culture i guess <laughs> um and all of the ugliness that can happen there i would say that um well let's say it this way i remember one day i came into the office and sometimes in the morning i sit next to jason and sometimes i'll come in and i'll complain about something or i'll, I'll say you know i want to write about this or someone should write about that and one day i remember i came in and i was like Hey, Jason, I really hate this genre of uh, YouTube video, <clears throat> which is called Twitch Fails. And do you remember this? You remember I came and t- talked in a, a, I talked about this before this whole incident with PewDiePie. Yeah, I do remember this. And I remember that uh, that same day I subscribed to a subreddit called uh, Livestream Fails, I believe. But uh, yes, yeah, so Twitch Fails. Yeah, right. So it's a big part of uh, the subreddit you mentioned. is a big part of this as well. And basically, these videos are... Um, they're these supercuts of weird things that people do during Twitch streams, right? So somebody records a Twitch stream and or a bunch of Twitch streams and then cuts a bunch of those clips together and puts it up on YouTube. Now, when you watch the video itself, it is all kinds of weird things that people do on stream because people stream themselves for, you know, seven hours at a time. And, you know, if you're on camera for that long, some weird stuff is going to happen. So it's like people falling down, people messing up their stream, weird stuff happening in a game, uh, stuff like that. Um, But the thumbnails for these videos and the way YouTube works is that the thumbnail really makes a big difference in terms of how much people click on it and actually watch it. The thumbnail is always uh, of of a woman 
usually highlighting, you know, her her boobs or her ass or just like a part of her body. Um, and those clips are also in the compilation, but it's not like it's entirely that. And I just really dislike those because it's the kind of uh, thumbnail bait you see a lot of on YouTube and it's kind of lowest common denominator uh, uh, content. You know, it's like you're just taking someone else's shit, you're cutting it up, you're putting it up on your own channel and monetizing it that way. Um, and th those have always been really annoying to me, and they're all over the place. There, there are many channels who that do this. They have hundreds of thousands, if not millions of views. Um, but we didn't really have like a reason to write it that day. But then um, I'm going to play a, cl a quick clip uh, from a, an Ultimate Twitch Fails compilation real quick. So um, here is Ultimate Twitch Fails compilation number 108. Um, and What's it's the channel? Audio. The channel is called still loading. Channels Internet Fails. Some white noise. What? What? <laughs> what the fuck? Hey, you probably shouldn't have done that. Alright, uh, that was salt, right? Yeah, 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 same. I was trying to be respectful. <laughs> Can you tell them to sub with Amazon Prime? <laughs> sub with Amazon Prime. Thank you. Yeah, so this is just a bunch of people like yelling on Twitch streams, basically. Uh, there's people who are sitting at their. Uh, computers there's people who are like at a mall uh yelling at security guards there's people who are like out in a public square just like saying shit it's not uh it's not particularly funny i don't find it that funny but these rack up like a lot of views yeah so yeah so there's there's this genre of youtube video it's been there for a long time and then i think it was two weeks ago now i was watching pewdiepie at night as i often do almost like a nightly basis if you want to like peek into my life um i'm just watching some pewdiepie alone sadly in my room <laughs> and um uh he did a video where he used a toby eye tracker which is a device uh i actually own one they're pretty cool you put it on the bottom of your monitor and it's sort of an accessibility device it, it, it helps people who maybe don't have full mobility to control a computer with their eyes, but it's also implemented in video games and allows you to like perform all these functions in, in video games just by like looking at something. And it also has this eye tracking tech, which literally shows you what on, on your monitor you're looking at. And there was this trend on YouTube that was going around where people were just like putting on these different uh, videos and filming themselves kind of reacting to the videos and what they're actually looking at. And this is all shown uh, in the video. So YouTube, did, um, PewDiePie did one of those. And one of the things he watched was one of these fail compilations. And in this fail compilation, there was a, a Twitch streamer that goes by the name Alinity. And during that video, he called her, what was the exact term, Sam? Uh, he called um, everyone in that video Twitch thoughts, all the women, which is, I don't, 
I was surprised how many people didn't know what thought stands for. Um, it stands for that hoe over there. Um, and it's not a nice word when like used in that tone. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, that was that was a video. Emmanuel, can you yeah. back up and tell us who PewDiePie is? I mean, we can talk a little bit more about this later, but like broadly speaking, if you have no idea what we're talking about right now, you know, you're yeah. watching a YouTube channel of someone named PewDiePie. Right. I would say that there is no way that anyone listening doesn't know who that is, but PewDiePie is the the most popular YouTuber on the platform by a long shot. He has, uh, I think, 63 million or almost 63 million subscribers. And, I mean, for example, Motherboard has a million, I think, uh, by example, and it's, like, not a tiny channel. And um, he... I don't think it's fair to say that he invented the Let's Play genre, but um, he is like a pioneer. He definitely made it popular. He definitely made the world know what it is and has inspired many other people to do the same. Um, Yeah, and he did did, uh, Let's Play videos for many years where he's just playing a video game and reacting to the video game. And then I would say over the last three years or so, he kind of pivoted from straight up like playing and talking about video games to uh <laughs> talking <laughs> like, about youtube it, culture i guess right yeah yeah and, and specifically i mean he's been he's gotten in trouble before for making anti-semitic jokes for uh dropping the n-word and i would say just like it, it's like edgy content but i don't mean that in 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 a favorable way edgy as an edgelord like trying to be controversial and trying to stir up controversy. Yeah. Okay. So uh, controversy sake. Yeah. So PewDiePie makes a Toby eye tracker video where he calls uh, the people in the video Twitch thoughts. Mm-hmm. Uh, pick up the story from there. Yeah. So he does that. And then uh, I think it was the next day, this uh, one of the uh, women and the compilation that he watched, Alinity, um, she watched PewDiePie's video on her stream and she was very offended. She was very offended specifically that, that he called her and the other women in the video Twitch Thoughts. And uh, right as she's watching it, she's like, I can't believe it. Why would he do this? I, and I don't want to say exact. I don't remember the exact wording, but she, she saw it, she was offended, and she uh, initiated a copyright claim against his channel, meaning that since he was using her Twitch stream in his video, she tried to make a copyright claim on that video and uh, either get it taken down or uh, take revenue away from it, which is something that YouTube allows sometimes. So if I make if I post a video using someone else's copyright material, the 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 money I would get. Uh, via ads instead of getting to me would be funneled over the person who made the copyright uh, claim. Right. So to be clear, you know, anyone can sort of issue a copyright claim if they think another YouTuber is using their video inappropriately or, you know, without permission. Um, But they are not able to single-handedly decide whether, you know, this is fair use or whether, uh, you know, 
like you can't just take it automatically like there's an arbitration process it goes through youtube you know someone at youtube decides um you know youtube does have some automated systems one called content id which it uses for music and uh and movies but i would imagine in this case if this were to happen someone at youtube would have to decide whether pewdiepie was sort of inappropriately using alinity's content is that right I am guessing, I, I, I don't know for a fact, but I believe you're right. Whereas in some cases, there is like an algorithmic uh, thing that kicks in where, you know, I'm using music that is copyrighted or uh, a soundtrack from, from a movie or something like that. I think that happens automatically. But in a case like this, I would assume since it's such a short clip, it's, it's, it's like PewDiePie's, uh, it's like a, it's a picture in picture situation it's uh, i think somebody would have to review it but i don't know that for a fact yeah in any case it's uh when something like this happens in youtube culture and streamer culture this is considered to be quite a bad thing like this is not uh like twitch streaming culture and youtube culture is sort of built on people commenting on each other's work uh you know streaming video uh, like streaming video games and talking over them which there's been some situations where uh you know, game developers have issued copyright claims when they didn't want part of parts of their games shown. Um, I think soon after PewDiePie did something stupid, either stupid or offensive or racist, I forget what it was, but it was either, you know, anti-Semitic or racist. Uh, there were a few game developers that issued copyright claims against PewDiePie, which was like a, a huge scandal. Um, for whatever reason, it's because it's just seen to be against the the general ethos of YouTube culture, or at least I, I believe that just from sort of observing from the outside, that this is like one of the worst things you can do on YouTube, yeah. at least in I mean, in the eyes of some of his fans. Yeah, from a very, I mean, the, the incident you're referring to was, I think it was right after uh, he used the N-word and a developer of a game called Firewatch called Campo Santo. Uh, one of the developers fed up and said they were going to use the, the digital Digital Millennium Copyright Act to take uh, down a PewDiePie video where he talks about Firewatch or plays Firewatch and talks about it. And, I mean, if every developer was to do that, then there would be no PewDiePie, there would be no Let's Play. YouTube might still, I, I mean, it probably would still exist, but it would be a completely different animal. Uh, PewDiePie, Markiplier, uh, uh, all these huge YouTube channels would not exist if everyone exercised their their you know copyrights about uh, on every video. So that that's why it's sort of it's it's a yeah like the the whole industry of uh, can't survive if right. So copyright law is a mess, um, but. As Sam wrote in her article, uh, sort of about the aftermath of this whole situation, which Sam can talk about what happened next, um, you know, this doesn't seem like it's actually about copyright because, uh, you know, while people are probably originally mad at uh, Alinity for, you know, filing a copyright claim with YouTube, it's well within her right to assert her herself as a copyright holder and we've seen you know male developers we've seen male streamers do this sort of thing before and they're not met with the level of vitriol that happened to Lenny and, and this sort of blew up into a, a big thing and um yeah yeah so uh she made that she was on that stream and she said she was gonna file a copyright claim um and then basically um 
I guess PewDiePie's fans had been watching that stream or like someone had alerted him to this happening and they clipped uh, that part of the stream from her Twitch stream um, where she said she was going to do the copyright claim and uh, he used that in another video as like a response to her saying that and a response to his fans basically. Um, I don't think he gives a shit whether or not she does these claims. <laughs> um, he do- he declined to talk to us, so um, who can say? But uh, he's big enough that uh, he probably gets these all the time. Um, but it's that his fans uh, completely uh, mobbed on this and were outraged that she would react in this way. Um, and then he basically made this video that was like, um, this is dumb, why would she do this? Uh, and then that turned them all around on her again. Um, and everyone was saying that she should, you know, like delete her stream and all this stuff um, because she threatened to do this to the most powerful YouTuber. <laughs> um, yeah, I when I talked to her for this story a couple weeks ago now, a week or so, um, I mean, it's not that she saw this and saw him use the word thought and like lost her mind. She, this is like, it's something that's been building up for so long um, with her and with other female streamers. Um, it's just the whole entire attitude of let's make a funny video where we try not to look at girls' boobs uh, on stream and you know make a big joke of it uh, and then you know call them thoughts and write them off um, in that way. So yeah, it's. It's not that her reaction was so out of the blue. Um, it was a long time coming, I think. Um, and it just now is kind of getting this this big attention with him making all of these response videos, which is, um, I guess, what you do when you're answering to 62 million fans or whatever. Right. So, you know, this happened. Emmanuel and Sam noticed it. Um, you know, I think Emmanuel assigned the story, Sam wrote it, both Emmanuel and I edited it. Um, I think the thing that sort of made us decide that this was worth writing about at this moment was uh, some specific comments that uh, PewDiePie made in, in that last video. I know you don't portray yourself to be the smartest person, but I know you're not that dumb that you don't, you're not aware of what you're doing. Showing your underwear on stream. That's our fault, right? And then clicking on full screen right after. Bending over with your butt on camera. That's our fault, right? You're just uh, looking at your butt hair in this video. You're not doing anything else. Eating a popsicle down your throat on camera. That's, that's our fault, right? Because you had a sore in your mouth. That's why you did it, right? Oh, you're just playing games with the, the shortest skirt ever. That's our fault for having looking at it in any sexual way, right? Oh, guys, I am just adjusting my camera right now. I'm completely unaware of what else is going on. If you have any sort of sexual intention towards this, uh, that, that's our fault. One dynamic in this whole situation that we didn't explain yet is that there is something in the streaming community um the phrase that people use is like uh booby streamers or titty streamers and the assertion is basically that there are real gamers on twitch and youtube who are playing video games and their streams are about video games and then there are these women on twitch and youtube who are playing video games but it's not really about the video games they're only uh 
seducing men to watch them because they are, you know, showing cleavage or something like that. This has been going on for years. I think Kotaku has been very good about covering this. And I mean, it's a complicated issue. I'll, I think I'll leave it to Sam to talk more about that. But so, so that is like a thing that has built up and has been around forever. And I think what made this newsworthy is that it's like it has this cultural thing that is happening in video games has bubbled up to the point where PewDiePie, who was by far the biggest voice on YouTube, one of the biggest voices in, in video games, felt totally comfortable attacking another streamer for how, for how she dressed. And, and that to me felt like he's talking to a huge audience, various ages, and perpetuating this idea that is uh, a problem in the video game community, but is a problem far, far beyond that. We know this in our culture, you know, there's, there's a notion where, uh, I don't know, w- women deserve to be gawked at because they're dressed in a certain way. You know, if you don't want to be gawked at, if you don't want to be catcalled or something, then, then you shouldn't dress that way. And for PewDiePie to basically perpetuate this idea to me was something we should have. Yeah, that's um, that's kind of the whole thing is that he he legitimizes this thing that's already very much. I mean, it's not like he's the only person who's ever said, uh, you know, how how dare they get mad at us for, um, you know, they're wearing a low cut top or whatever. Um, that's not our fault. Um, if you look at any of the Twitch stream or live stream fails or any of those videos, a lot of the comments are people already saying this. Um, they're saying awful things about the women in them. They're saying that they came to see the video just because of this, the thumbnail or whatever. Um, yeah, they're they're already doing it. And the fact that he would go on and say, you know, I said, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say that I respect women, but also look at all these examples where she was asking for it. Look what she was wearing, what she was doing. Um, that's just not, I mean, it's not okay. It's, it's, he's talking to a, to a huge audience. Like you said, um, a lot of them are young guys um, who already believe this stuff. Um, and he's just kind of giving voice to what they're already thinking and saying on other outlets. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Yeah, also, I mean, Jason, can you read that quote of, of what he said about it being uh, not their fault or whatever? What is the exact wording of that? Yeah, I mean, that that's the quote that I played. But, uh, you know, it's like, you're just playing games with the shortest skirt ever. That's our fault for looking at it in any sexual way, right? I know you don't portray yourself to be the smartest person, but I know you're not that dumb to not be aware of what you're doing. Showing your underwear on screen, that's our fault, right? So to me, it's like, uh, like he's saying, he's, he's being sarcastic, like, oh, obviously, it's not our fault. But it's like, our fault that what? Like, wh- what is the, 
I, what is he insinuating? It's like, it's, it's not our fault. It's, it's your fault because you dress this way. But it's like, so hence you deserve what? To be, be called uh, a whore, which is basically what he did, to, to be mocked, to... Not just is she not considered to be a real streamer by people who uh, are, are, you know, PewDiePie's fans or, or some of some, you know, group of PewDiePie's fans or some group of gamers. But not only does is she not a real gamer, but she deserves to be harassed and deserves to be called a whore and deserves all this other stuff. And that is uh, it's so far beyond the pale. It's so, it's so far beyond what is what anyone deserves. And it, it's like. If you watch her streams, there's, you know, six hours of her playing video games here here and there. I, I don't understand how that doesn't make her a real streamer. Uh, and I, I think that's, A, neither here nor there, because she can do whatever she wants on her stream. And regardless of anyone's behavior, they don't deserve to be harassed by a bunch of random people on the Internet. This is a this is a different topic. It's completely a different topic, but it's it's related. And Sam is an expert in it, and so I, I want to just sort of bring it up. But Sam sort of talks. Uh, Sam's other beat is sex work and porn, and sort of how women are treated online. And you know, Alinity is not a sex worker. However, she's. I think that the battle that she has fought, or the the sort of the the behavior that she is faced with or has to deal with is similar to that uh, that a lot of sex workers deal with online. And I think it's, you know, even if, you know, like sex workers try to get attention, like sexual attention, I guess, but they also don't deserve to be treated with harassment or, uh, you know, they deserve to be treated like people. And I think that a lot of these streamers are, are not treated like people. So I'm just wondering, Sam, you've talked to a lot of sex workers about, you know, how they've been treated online. And you've talked to a lot of streamers about how they've been treated online. Is there an overlap here or is it, uh, and is there an overlap with how you've been treated online as well? Um, yeah, I think it's just, um, it's just existing as a woman on the internet. Um, yeah, it's definitely, there's definitely overlap in all of these things. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I've, my Twitter feed is still pretty much unusable if I turn on my notifications um, because I dared to call out uh, Felix, which um, is fine. I just mute them. Um, but she's, she's probably dealing with much, much worse. Um, she, I checked in with her uh, after the story came out and said, hey, how are you doing? Are you like stressed out by all these like people harassing you? And um, she said something that I thought was really um, wise. She was like, we shouldn't um, quiet our voices because people don't agree with us. Um, and she believes that something good will come out of this, um, which I think is something that we believe in Motherboard, that calling out things that... Um, are kind of fucked up, uh, even though they might be, you know, really ingrained in our society. Um, there's not, um, there's no reason not to do that. There's no bad that can come out of that. Ultimately, um, it might be annoying in the meantime. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm not really sure what the answer is to that. Um, I mean, she told me, and I think this definitely rings true for me and for other people online, um, that, uh, there's been kind of a shift in the last like five years, even from uh, some men being pervy online, like in her stream, in women's streams in general, 
um, in like clipping picture, like when she shows feet <laughs> or like when she leans over, she's like, oh, like they clipped my boobs or whatever, gross. Um, she's like annoyed by that, but not, um, it wasn't like impacting her life that much. And now it's like pure hate, it's vitriol. It's, um, it's men show up in her chat and just say awful, hateful things. Um, and it's not, it's really baffling why they would do this and like, what is the shift that um, these guys are so frustrated, <laughs> I guess, um, and annoyed and mad that women are in their space. Um, so I think that's kind of what it boils down to and correct me if I'm wrong, but um, it's a lot of a lot of guys, especially on Twitch and gamers um, and on Twitter are mad that women are, um, they're in their space. Um, and that comes back to like, um, oh, she, she's only getting views because she has boobs or whatever. Like she's pretty. So of course people are going to um, subscribe and yeah. I can't do, I can't do that. And I can't earn views that way. So what the hell? Fuck you. Like that's kind of the response um, yeah. that I've seen. Yeah, that's definitely a part of it. And another thing I wanted to bring up is that um, Twitch streaming is new and like video games are relatively new and this whole like economy is pretty new. But this is a very old thing and I think that was it, it was what was so frustrating to me about those Twitch fail compilations where on one hand um these 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 women that are showing cleavage supposedly in their streams are unacceptable. They shouldn't be here. This is not the space for them. They're just like cheating the system with their bodies, blah, blah, blah. And then on the flip side of that, those same people take their content and use it for their own gain. And that is just like, that is like an ancient, you know, way that we do things where this, and this also goes back to sex work where, Sex workers are treated horribly. It's this despicable profession. Only degenerates would be involved in it, blah, blah, blah. But then we realize that, like, the only reason it exists is because so many people partake in it. And the same thing with pornography. Pornography is despicable. Who would do it as blah, blah, blah. But then it's like everybody consumes pornography more than they consume anything else on the internet. So, 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 so to see that, pattern repeat and it's completely new thing with young people involved pewdiepie is like i don't know 27 28 and to see like this old um power dynamic uh, yeah come back is, is extremely frustrating uh to me to see like my own generation my own you know i, I love video games i've watched pewdiepie the whole time because i was like a, I'm, I'm, I'm a i'm a part of that i'm in that world and to see that emerge is just infuriating yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that this goes back, as as Sam said, you know, it, it's sort of a broader thing that's happened across the internet, not just gaming. But I think you can, and, you know, I am not an expert here, but I think you can trace this back a little bit to Gamergate and sort of the fact that a lot of gamers feel like women in particular have taken over their space. Um, and, and across sort of the culture in general, I mean, you see it with women speaking up about, you know, gender disparities in all sorts of uh, professions. You see it with women speaking up against sexual assault and abuse and all this other stuff. And 
the backlash against that has been sort of just as fierce and especially online, especially on social media, which is where a lot of this is happening. And so, you know, it's, I think that men on the internet feel more comfortable speaking out or or sort of trying to, to hold on to the power that they've always had. And in doing so, they've sort of related, they've resorted to violence, um, you know, whether that is, uh, internet harassment or you know vitriol uh, that that sort of thing and I think it is just another part of the the culture war and it is very disappointing to see it online it's disappointing that we can't really even have a conversation about it because anytime you try to have a conversation about it the conversation is drowned out by this harassment I mean Sam has not been able to engage on social media for two weeks at this point um, you know I've seen her mentions I've seen her emails and the interesting thing is you know, after after she wrote that article, PewDiePie made a video about our article, and he included my Twitter handle in there, um, and I got you know vitriol and hate and you know all sorts of stupid DMs and emails and stuff for I would say a weekend. Um, that was two weeks ago, and I, I would get I probably got you know five hundred or a thousand tweets, you know twenty or thirty DMs and a hundred emails or something like that. But then it went away and I can use social media just fine and no one's talking to me anymore. Um, and this has persisted like the the harassment has persisted against Sam. And, you know, her name wasn't in the video or her, her Twitter handle wasn't in the video. But the harassment she's gotten has been not only has it been much higher in volume, but the vitriol has been much worse. Like the the uh, tone of it has been much more violent, has been much more gendered and has been much more gross. Um, and I think it's a credit to you, Sam, that you want to keep doing this work because I think a lot of people wouldn't want to do it. Yeah, you're you're totally right that it's been it's been gross. And a lot of people are I mean, every time I tweet something now, it's people are screaming at me and in my inbox, in my email, people are screaming. Why won't you engage? Why won't you talk to us and answer for some of this stuff? And it's like half of my mentions are telling me to go die the other half are telling me to quit my job. I'm not going to sort through all these to try to battle it out with you. And also, you should go battle it out with your peers. Go scroll through my mentions and find somebody else to fight with um, and ask them why you know they're saying awful shit that makes it harder for you to get your voice heard because that's what's happening. Yeah, and I would just say it's not your... You don't have to engage with a bunch of random people on Twitter who don't like the article that you wrote. Like you Mm -hmm. started the conversation by writing the article. And if they have any uh, if they wonder why you wrote the article, they can read the article because the purpose for the the thoughts that you wanted to say are in the article itself. Yeah, I'll just add a final thing is that the rules for our profession is that we have to reach out to PewDiePie and ask him for his opinion and ask him to engage with this. And we have repeatedly, and he has chosen not to. So we're kind of being attacked for not engaging with the criticism, but we we are actively seeking like the other side of the story and the way PewDiePie has chosen to engage with this story and any story in the press for the past few years is he will say what he says during his, videos some of it will be bad people will call it out for for being bad and then he will respond in another video he will not directly engage with the criticism 
and it's, it's much easier to construct an argument when you're not uh, in, directly engaging with the people who are criticizing. I guess he is well within his right to not talk to us as well. No one has to talk to us and, and he can make his videos. But I think it's just like there's not a dialogue here because he doesn't want to, to talk to us sort of live, I guess. Um, I, I do want to talk a little bit more about this idea that you, you brought up, Emmanuel, which is uh, these videos are are monetized by the people who are calling women whores, uh, more or less. Um, so on one hand, you have streamers who, you know, booby streamers or whatever you want to call them. You have streamers who some gamers say should not be on Twitch at all in any in any sense. I've seen a lot of arguments about that. I've seen people saying, well, she violated Twitch's terms of service, which, uh, you know, I've, I've watched a handful of her videos. I haven't seen anything that violates her terms of service. Uh, if Twitch hasn't eliminated her account, uh, that I don't know why that's up to like random person on the internet to litigate and even if she her account was eliminated that doesn't mean that she should be subject to vitriol but you have these same people who say that she uh should not exist on twitch and then they or others are you know millions of people are watching these clips on youtube that have been taken from her stream decontextualized from the rest of of the context of her video and uh monetized by someone else and you know it, it taken it in any other industry this is you know copyright infringement and it, it's not cool but but here this is just like a, an entire genre of video um do you have we heard anything from youtube or do you think that this type of video will continue to exist should it be allowed to continue to exist like what is the sort of the the next step here or is it just something where uh you know, we have to hope that there's a societal shift and people stop making videos of, of this sort. I don't uh, personally think that these videos should, as a matter of policy or from YouTube or as a matter of law, uh, be banned. Um, that's not what I'm hoping for. Personally, I don't think that would be wise. Um, at the same time, I find that type of content to be very depressing. It's just, like I said, it's, it's lowest common denominator. It's, it's, it's one of those things on YouTube that feels like the algorithm is generating content uh, rather than people generating content. And yeah, I'm not a fan, but at the same time, you know, it just, I mean... It's it, my understanding of fair use is is that this is allowed. You know, it's like it's recontextualizing existing materials. PewDiePie is adding commentary. Uh, it's I, I think that I think it should be allowed. It doesn't mean that I necessarily am a big fan. Like copyright law is a mess, and part of the reason it's a mess is because it you know you want to have you want to allow people to build on the work of others and you want to allow people to recontextualize and critique the work of others. And um, Sam, I think you have a, a really interesting line in here, which is um, you say PewDiePie, like many YouTubers, is not above using the content these women create and putting them in the thumbnails of their own videos for their personal gain. Uh, when women do it, they are whores. When men do it, it's criticism. Um, I think that, that was a really good line. And I think it's also... Um, you know, I, I don't understand why they or I do understand it, but it, it's depressing that there are sort of 
male YouTubers and women YouTubers, and uh, they are sort of seen through this different lens by the community. Uh, and it's it's just gross and depressing, I think. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, that's kind of where this story began was um, Emmanuel was looking at how they're used in this way and how it's not really not really fair that the comments are full of people commenting, you know, be gone thought. Um, but, you know, millions of people viewed it. You viewed it. It's um, it's something that PewDiePie put in his own videos. Um, so it's being consumed, but at the same time, um, the people who didn't ask to be in them um, without their permission are then turned around and being harassed. And then people watch those videos and go harass them on their own streams where they're, you know, minding their own business. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the crux of it. Yeah, have you seen anything in sort of the aftermath of reporting this story that gives you hope? Um, <laughs> damn, I don't know, that's a good question. I mean, I am of the understanding that there are whisper networks happening where women are getting together and saying, this is, um, this is not okay. This is so fucked up, but they're too um, they're too nervous about their own um, harassment situations to come forward and say um, say it publicly. Um, so it gives me hope when people do come forward and are willing to say, you know, I have nothing to lose by coming forward and saying I I think this is messed up. Um, but that said, I think we are really in the thick of it as far as um, this kind of phenomenon, whatever it is. I think you're right that it does have something to do with Gamergate um, that didn't die. It just went away for a little bit. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I don't, that's a good question. Um, I think I'm still too in the middle of it to know what's hopeful in all of this. How about you, Emmanuel? I would say that it gives me uh, hope and um, I think it's a good sign that Alinity hasn't gone away. You know what I mean? Like I was watching her the other day. She was playing Detroit. Uh, well, I forget the name of the, the full name of the game. Detroit Whatever. Become so, Human. Become Human. Yes, yeah. so I was watching her play that, and she was playing it for like hours and hours. So it's not like I mean, this is all awful, and I and I have not received this level of vitriol that uh, uh, Sam you got and Jason that you got and that Alinity got and 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 she received the, the, the brunt of it and she's not going away. It's not like she's shifting careers or anything. She's still there. So I mean it it's it's good that it's not actually I don't know if it's fair to say that it's not silencing her because I don't know what she wants to say and can't say, but she's still there. You know, and there are there are many women who are doing this and they're and they're great and it's it's despite all this shouting and preaching from um, these these men and and boys that are very angry, Twitch is very it has diversity. I don't know if it's very diverse, but it's like there there are people of all kinds that are just doing their thing, and it's cool, and and they're out there and they're still doing it. So it's not like the platform is getting shut down by trolls entirely yet. Yeah, I think that's right. Um... Do you guys have any more thoughts before we sign off here? Amanda, you must have something. Something uh, else you want to talk about. I can talk all day. I'm you want to talk about Battlefield? No, I don't want to talk about Battlefield. 
that's where I'm receiving my hate. Can uh, we a- can we uh sort of lighten the tone here for a minute and talk about our current game gaming experiences? What what are you playing right now, Emmanuel? Uh, I spent the weekend. I started and finished a game called uh, Steam World Dig Two, and it's like a it's a it's like a two D platforming game. That's kind of like Dig Dug, if you know what that is. It's a very old game where you, like you dig tile by tile, um, and it's it's one of those, and it was very fun. And Sam, um, I am playing. I just started God of War, and I'm really bad at it. I just got the compass. Which is really gonna save my life. That's how bad I am at it. Um, and I just finished Horizon Zero Dawn, um, which is my favorite game and first game that I played on PlayStation. So I have some gaming tales to to tell. Uh, I haven't gamed in a long time, but I'm I'm now gaming again actively. Um, I'm a console peasant, I, I believe. Uh, I've recently upgraded from playing iPhone games only to playing console games. So. Uh, I've been playing Overcooked on the Switch, which is a fantastic game. Beat it in one night with my roommates. Um, if you guys don't know what it is, you basically run a kitchen with your roommates or whoever happens to be sitting in the room with you. It's, it's You can't really play it by yourself. Uh, you chop a bunch of ingredients, cook them, and deliver them. It's kind of like Diner Dash, but uh, I would say way more fun and uh, way more likely to cause you to get in a fight with whoever you're playing with. And then I also have been playing the demo of Mario Tennis. Um, do we have any Mario Tennis fans here? I'm a fan, <laughs> fan, but I haven't played this demo that you speak of. Yeah, so tennis games are some of the best video games, I think. I, I'm a huge fan of tennis video games. Um, and my roommate got the Mario Tennis demo, um, played it for a little while the other day, and I'm proud to say that I won an online tournament within an hour of starting. And I've just been crushing. I, I'm very good. So I don't know if that's because they're just putting me up against like a bunch of low-ranked people or what, but I've been winning a lot of games in a row. So I think after we sign off here, I'm going to see if I can win another tournament or if uh, I've moved up the ladder enough to get crushed by people who are no doubt much better than me. I'm so glad this is a gaming podcast now. The, the pivot is complete. <laughs> The pivot is complete. I mean, our friends at Waypoint have a great podcast, but you know, it's time for Motherboard to uh, to fulfill its destiny and talk about gaming twenty four seven. You know, maybe we can have Austin and uh, Danielle and the rest of the folks on here. Uh, you know, one one time to talk yeah, about great. yeah to talk about gaming, our favorite topic. Um, anyways, we're on all podcast apps. Subscribe to us there. Tell your friends about us. Uh, we'll be back with an episode on Thursday. Uh, I am Jason Kebler, and I'm here with Sam Cole and Emmanuel Myberg. Uh, thank you guys for joining. And let's see if I can play this exit music. Can I? No. Damn it. <laughs> Wait, there it goes. All right, bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Wait, you guys actually stay? Are you staying on? Come You're, I'm fading you out. I'm fading you out. Goodbye. <laughs>
Are you a reality TV junkie? Do you ever think, dang, I wish I had someone to talk to about all the trash TV that I watch? Well, look no further, garbage lover, because Reality Gaze is a podcast for you. Hello, I'm Maddie. And I'm Poodle, and we're the Reality Gaze. We talk about all your favorite unscripted shows like The Golden Bachelor, Love is Blind, and TLC's big, messy behemoth, 90 Day Fiance. And if you're driving to work, folding laundry, or just pretending to listen to your husband talk about sports, just put on the pod, and you've instantly got two gay besties spilling all the tea and reading these people for filth. So come at us, y'all. Find Reality Gaze wherever you listen to podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com